Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 153 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And this podcast now has 100% less confetti <laughs> than the previous podcast I episode just... did. And 100% more chair dancing. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell her that I was clicking the button to go live. So there we go. I'm so sorry. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's going to be one of those kinds of episodes for sure. Tonight we are recording as a live stream. Cheers. So for those of you joining us online, welcome to the video. For those of you listening on your favorite podcatcher, thank you for once again subscribing and downloading the Run, Eat, Drink Drink podcast. Yes, it's because of your support that we've been doing this for four four years? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Almost five. Yeah, okay. So. I can count, and so this is this is episode proper 153. Yes, of the with, Running Drink Podcast with a lot of you know what we call quick bites thrown in there from time yeah. to time as well. Yeah, so <sighs> you might even see a quick bite in the feed of the celebratory videos from our live stream on Sunday. Yes, you might you might see that happening. Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Because I really think, you know, even if people couldn't tune in live, you you can watch it back on YouTube. I think that's really worthwhile to celebrate the team and to honor those that we run for in terms of the Donna virtual events. Yes. We've been talking about the Donna virtual for the last couple of weeks. We have been talking a lot about our race team for the Donna and we kicked off the event yesterday with a live stream yes and boy was that quite the party here oh in my the goodness drink podcast studios there is still confetti to be found i thought oh that we God. got it all but there's actually confetti still so uh <laughs> yeah uh, it's still there we're we're with now with 99 okay. percent less confetti 99 percent, 98 percent so we still we have we haven't found th- all there's been it. a lot of vacuuming We'll just put it that way. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yes, I think the the videos, I, we just want to celebrate the team, first of all, for coming on board. Yeah, we had over 32 people register for the running team. Support the Donna, to support the Donna Foundation. And <clears throat> I just also want everybody to be able to see the tribute of who we're running for, to honor, to remember Exactly. It is such a, a worthwhile cause, an amazing foundation, and I, I just want everybody to know how much they're appreciated and what we ran for and what I will get my miles in for once I'm cleared. 
to do it. Yes. Hopefully in the next yeah. uh, two weeks, you're going to get cleared for at least your 5K. Walking. At least for, for, for walking. Like right now, long times on my feet are not advised right. or ill-advised. So, yeah. <laughs> the J- dogs the dogs didn't get the confetti work. They they weren't interested in it, but we did find some some confetti in the cat box this morning. Don't yeah. know how it got there. Yeah, I discovered that as I was cleaning. I'm not I just don't know. I guess it's Rattles. like when you go to the beach and you have sand all over in in your bag and in your shoes and places you didn't even know. So Well, it's like Schrodinger's confetti. It's both there and not there. All at the same time. You're going to get all sciency and everything. That, that's the limit of my science. Yeah. Tonight, I think. So, but at any rate, well, I love it because it's a beautiful reminder of everything. And everybody in the chat who is joining us, Darlene was doing some miles today and mm-hmm. I was getting the episode proper ready. So I didn't have a chance to share hers to our story or, or share them out to, to the various groups and things like that. But I just, I, I just, I got to go back and I got to do some makeup work. Yes. You have homework. Because I just don't, I just want everybody to know how much they're appreciated and how much we how much it means yeah absolutely yeah and it was very hard not to run so hard yes the department of fomo is in full force here at the running drink podcast studios it's me they're going to be getting their own office space here in the towers it's me (laughs) yeah it's it's me so on the run running portion of our show today as we're talking about the preview of our show it will be dana's miles that we are recapping as well as the the team so if you're here in the chat shout out if you've done your mile you know we've been seeing it and catching it all along social media if you've tagged us yes or you've done hashtags i've been trying to madly search for all of that and make sure that we don't miss a thing yeah we're trying not to miss anybody in the words of aerosmith don't want don't want to miss a thing no we we really we want to celebrate the entire team and everything that you guys are doing and it's just amazing that we have 32 people join the team to do that it was just incredible so we're going to be talking about that we're also going to be talking about a new location for folks if you're coming down to the Southwest Florida area, perhaps for yes. your own runcation or, or spring other. break, perhaps, because that is some winter breaks, some spring breaks are going to begin to start to happen as we get into March and April. Yes. So I think it's a perfect time to talk about places that feel like runcation y or vacation y. So. And this. We, yeah. we, are, we are venturing off of the mainland of Florida onto a local barrier island mm-hmm. to bring you some local food and beverage mm-hmm. or some local food from a yes. place in Matlache, Florida yes. called Blue Dog Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to be doing an interview or play. Yeah. We're going to attempt to play for We're you gonna an interview. Right We're going to do it time. right this time. People. We think we've got the technical issue worked out. It wasn't. I'm, it, we're gonna I'm do it. Issue. We're gonna do it right. So we're totally. gonna we're gonna play that interview for you. And this is a a beverage that is specifically made for custom made for brunching. 
For brunching, yes. So a lot of people, their their post-run beverage of choice, if you've done the Donna virtual events, a lot of people will have, you know, sports drinks to to replenish their electric lights. Electrolytes, a lot of people. That is not what this is. Will have beer. A lot of people will have mimosas. Because typically, you would be at the Donna marathon weekend if you were running in jacksonville like we're all gonna run thinking positive in 2022 you would be brunching at maybe post tavern or at southern grounds or looking southern at your Gre- shirt i'm actually at your repping. Shirt. i'm repping yeah today so uh, we thought we would like last week we paid homage to a beer you might have after but this week we're going to go savory beverage and talk about Bloody Marys. We are indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited for this one. I, I enjoyed this interview and I loved the beverage itself. It was fantastic. Yeah. So I, I see so many people in the chat that loved the tribute and loved the thanking of the team member. So when and we the, when we drop that in the feed as far as quick bites go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's gonna be great. You can, that way you'll have it. I was gonna say you can also still watch our kickoff True. video. That is still in our Facebook feed. Yeah. And I believe it's in our YouTube and mm-hmm. on Twitter. I as don't long know if, as, I don't know if well, Periscope as, keeps the videos up that long. As long as YouTube doesn't mute us because the, the kickoff included a countdown that had music. Right. From the Donna last year in 2020. Yep. Now, to be fair, that so, is not our fault. We we were recording out on a public roadway, and we, the DJ yeah. was playing some music that you know the DJ yeah. had license for. Hopefully, yeah. YouTube will be kind to us. I hope so. And if nothing, we're not. We don't make any money off the video anyway. If not, by all means, YouTube gods, drop drop an ad on the bottom third. We don't care. We don't care. But in just the meantime, I'm just going to put everything in our podcast feed so everybody has access to it. Yeah. So good call. There you go. So, so yeah, we're going to be talking about my booby trap challenge, and that's the one medal I don't actually have. That's true. We have we have the five k, and we have the half right here. Yeah, the booby trap challenge <laughs> is in there on the table. But yeah. as you can see, we are sporting two. Do, do you of want three. it? Would you mind grabbing it? Yeah, one moment, please. Amy's going to grab it while I'm you know setting everything up. I opted to go ahead and do my mileages. I wanted to do mine ahead of the cutoff which was yesterday at midnight so i went ahead and and got my registration of course and then i decided to get out there and knock it out and i did back-to-back running days which is something that i would say if you're going to do a running challenge this is something that you should actually incorporate into your training very often if we're doing like say the training for the donna or we're doing one of the disney challenge weekends then and Amy just found more confetti. That's good. So here we are. Here it's going to take me a minute. Booby to trap challenge. Down. Oh my gosh! So you should, if you're going to train for and do a a challenge race of some kind, you really ought to prepare by doing back to back running days as part of your training regimen. I think that Ryan run Dis- runs Disney is in the chat, and I think that he would support your assertion fully. I should hope so. As a as a person who has completed the dopey on yeah, numerous he's, occasions, he's done he's done a lot of challenges, which is a five k, ten k, half marathon, and full at the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. So yeah, I didn't get nearly that that crazy, but I decided to do my five k, 
on Saturday and my half on Sunday. So I'll tell you a little bit about my 5K. My 5K, I decided to take it very easy. I did it as an evening run. I did it as just a, a, a simple increasing cadence of uh, a five-second run and 55-second walk Yes. in the first mile. Second mile, I For did. For your 5K, yeah. Yeah, I did a 10-second run, 50-second walk, and then a 15-second run. You were cooking. I feel like maybe like when you showed me your average pace for the 5K, I was like, oh, I'm cooking. But I see everybody's paces, and I'm like, oh, I want that. I oh, say, I want it, that. It really wasn't oh, that fast. That. That my, my average pace ended up being, well, actually, I shared it. I used, and I was, oh, and I was also using this as an opportunity to try out the apps. Well, so that's I was true. actually using yeah. the Active Experience smart. app. That, that was, was the the official race tracking app of the Donna yeah. Marathon weekend. Yeah. And this was a, for, for me, for my 5K, it was a 14 minute and 20 second per mile pace overall. Again, I wasn't really trying to, to set any speed records. That's, I wanted to be I very conservative. That. I want that. That's awesome. For, you know, <clears throat> the, the first day running a challenge. Yeah. So I did that in the evening and we were having, you know, we're not participating in winter right now here in Florida. No, no. So we've opted out of that. And so on the day that you ran, I think it was warmer than it was even today. It may have been. Yeah. That, but that's part of the reason that we, that, that I, I ran so late in the day actually. Well, yeah, Because you it don't. was warm during the day and I wanted to let the sun get down and I wanted to cool off some. And Josh is asking in the chat room, can we add to the Spotify playlist? We actually created a playlist for runners. We shared it on Spotify and we shared it on <clears throat> iTunes. Yes, Apple Music. Yeah, and I believe, is yes. that still open for, for runners to edit? For Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I sent it and I should put it, I should... I'll go back and I'll make sure that it's in the show notes for this week's episode. Perfect. As well. Yeah. Uh, Amy got a bunch of suggestions from yeah. people in one of her coffee breaks that she does on Instagram in the morning mm -hmm. and started creating playlists. Yeah. So, so I had something to listen to, which was nice. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I, I knocked out that 5K. That really wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I felt good. I got a pretty good night's sleep. I got up in the morning and... I had initially planned to get up at four and be out the door by five. And yeah. what ended up happening was I got up at five and was out the door by about six, six fifteen or so. And so I started a little bit later on the half marathon day and I decided to do an out and back. My out and back consisted of going from our neighborhood really through a, a waterfront neighborhood here in Cape Coral. And once I got out of that neighborhood, I went to a paved multi-use running path and I finished the, I, I went from basically mile five mm -hmm. or mile six, I'm sorry, mile five out to mile six and a half and then turned around and came back. Yeah. And that's, it has sidewalks, it has bike paths. I think it was a really smart way. It's a, it's a good to path. To do it. Uh, now, what was funny was Jessica, one of our patrons, she messaged me while I was on the run. She's like, how you doing? Cause she's local. And she said, I, I'm loading up to go out to my 
my uh, yeah. father's house. Yeah, and she's, I think she's in the chat. Yeah. It was 96% humidity, mm-hmm. even though it was only like 73 degrees. Mm. And that was the same thing I was getting on my, on my phone for where I was currently at. That humidity you have to be so careful with because you have to hydrate so well beforehand. Well, and for this race, because I was doing an out and back, I decided to go ahead and carry hydration with me. And then you have to have it with you if you're not going to be like repeating a loop by our house like we've done in the past. Exactly. Things like that. Yeah. So since mm-hmm. I didn't have, uh, I wasn't going to be able to come back by the house. That's exactly what I did. Right? So I have a a Camelback Lobo hydration pack, and that is a low profile hydration pack for runners and cyclists. Mm-hmm. I like it. It it does a great job. It it keeps the water spread out across your back, so yeah. it's a little flatter than it is mm-hmm. thick, and it gives you some storage for you know your wallet and keys and stuff like that. So and some nutrition and some, you know well, if, you want, if you want. Well, okay. So we're going to get into all the mistakes I made, and, and that's <laughs> you're going to make a list of I, things I, not to do. I've got several things do, that, that I did. Do as I say, yes, but look, not as I do. You know. I, sometimes right? y- your purpose in life is just to be a lesson to others. That's true. And sometimes your purpose in running is just to be a lesson to others. Yeah. So. Tell you. <laughs> number one, the longest run I had done in the last three weeks leading up to this was only a 10K. Only a 10K and not back-to-back days. And number two. Oh, I'm so sorry. No back-to-back days. So that was a mistake. We are, we are Galloway runners. We generally philosophically believe in the fact that you should run the distance or maybe a little bit beyond the distance to push your wall out. In the format that you're going to run it. I didn't do that. So yeah. the, the, that was the second mistake. The third mistake that I made was I had not done any training carrying my hydration. Oh, yes. You forget. That adds, how much weight do you think that adds? Water. Yours, yours in particular. Well, water weighs eight pounds per gallon. Yeah. Okay, it's, there's there's some more science for you. Eight pounds per Jen, gallon. You're in, you've, you've entered the chat at the perfect time. <laughs> Just. So okay. it, it adds that weight and you have to get accustomed to carrying it and you change your cadence, you change, you know, your posture and everything when you've got that weight on. So you've got, you've got to train. If you're going to run with hydration, train with your hydration. Mm -hmm. The other thing was normally if I'm doing a half marathon, I'll, I'll carry some sport beans or something, you know, just have a little hit of sugar. Like I don't eat like handfuls of them, like a a pack or two is enough to last me just a couple of beans every couple of miles. Yeah. So I didn't do that. I took off. I, and decided I'm just going to go and do this on an empty stomach. So I ran on an empty stomach, number one. Number two, I get to about mile 10. Did that bother you, running on an empty stomach? Not for the first 10 some, miles. Because some people, it, it, it doesn't bother them at all. No, first 10 miles, I was rock solid. Mm-hmm. And then starting at mile 10, I was like, all right, I think I've got something in my in my backpack. So I, I, I pull off the hydration pack and I start looking in the I storage think. pack or storage pouch. Oh, and I found okay. a, who's the company? Is it goo? I think it's called a Stroop waffle. I don't know what company that is. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird waffly looking cookie thing. It looks like a, our fellow runners. Do you know what we're talking about? 
they, if you've ever seen those Stroop waffles, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it's basically it like, looks a, like a, waffle like a, a, a flat waffle wafer cookie type thing. Yeah. Anyway, I had yeah. one of those in my backpack. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I decided to eat that thing. Now, I knew that the newest that that could be, the absolute newest would be that it was purchased last year at the Gasparilla. And that's the newest it could be. It's at least a year old. Yeah. So one thing that I learned is that they keep very well. Uh huh. So that actually was fine, and we're very popular tonight. So yeah, we sorry about the are. phone our, there. Our our okay, this is like gonna date us. Our home phone. Yes, was we ringing. actually have a landline. Yeah. Okay. I I lucked out into about 150 calories worth of sugar that I could take in right then. So you I know did you that. had a support team at home. You could have called, and I could have brought you. I could have nutrition. I know. I could have. I didn't want to do anything to slow me down. So I was just. I was just cooking along at okay. mile 10. I, I n- knocked out the rest of it. I drank probably 75 to 80% of my hydration pack. Because Which is good. the whole time I was sweating from the minute I stepped out, but there was no evaporation yes. taking place. None no. whatsoever. That was a good thing that you had the hydration pack with you. Yes, but I should have trained with it. Well, yeah, but to have it with you, I can't tell you... The number of times that I have been out on a run in the past and texted you or called you when I was out there without anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dana, Dana, Dana. Yes. Shaking our heads <laughs> at you. Yes. Yeah. I finished up. I, I, I started, and starting in about mile 11 is when I started texting you, letting you know that I was getting close. Yes. So... Amy well, sprung into action. I when was I, following you a little bit on the GPS, yes. So she, she springs into action, and as I'm coming around the corner to our neighborhood, I see her out in the middle of the street. So I'm ready at this point I see her, I'm ready to get it done. I just He's ready to be I, off the road. I, I just, you know, decide to do away with the intervals and just trot on in. Yes. And that's when I felt the one blister, and I and I only got one little blister. But I felt that one blister decide to pop. And I'm like, oh, oh this you, is. Oh, that's when you felt it? Oh. I'm like, yeah, this is going to feel good. So I got a little, one little blister, not too bad. But that's the time it decided to give. And then I crossed the finish line. And Amy had done this beautiful chalk finish line right in front of our house. You've posted pictures on social media. I it, did. Is that going to be in the episode artwork? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, but I'll post it at, at, on our social media again like in the story to show the release of the episode, you know, I know Susie, what was he thinking? Susie's asking in the chat, what was I thinking? The, yeah. the, I honestly, yeah. sometimes I do these weird science projects with myself to get an idea of what I can do and what I can't do. And I knew that worst case scenario, I could always call Amy and go, Hey, bring me a, you know, peanut butter sandwich, you know, or, or whatever, or whatever I might need. Uh, as far away from the house as I was, I wasn't that far. And I had my phone the entire time. It's true. And We've I called each other before. Home. We've called each other before for hydration, nutrition. I do like to do that every now and then just to see what the deal is. I'm not really a huge fan of big meals before race. If I have this to do over, which I do in two weeks. Have a safety net. I'm going to do a little bit of oatmeal in the morning. Like the cold soaked oats? Yeah, the cold soaked oats that we show. Love that. And I'm going to make sure that I have a little bit better... uh, 
nutrition along with me as mm-hmm. I go. But what I am going to be doing over the next two weeks as I'm doing my short training runs is taking a fully loaded, even if I don't drink out of it, I'm going to take a fully loaded hydration pack with me. Yeah. To get you back to used to carrying that. Yeah. Because it's that's good. I mean that change that's probably the biggest change. And you know, we always say don't do anything new on race day. day. Yeah. Oh, and Jen got it right. Stinger. Stinger. Thank you. Stinger is the brand of the Stroop waffles. By the way, if you're looking for on course nutrition, those are pretty darn good. Not bad, like, right? They actually don't taste bad and they're not as gummy as the the, the blocks. And I think... And they didn't upset your tummy. No, no, no. I I have a pretty good stomach when it comes to that stuff. But the the goos or the gels, the gels sometimes, I have to find the right flavors. Like some of them are really cloyingly sweet. They're diff... They're the consistency makes them hard to ingest. Yeah, it's like eating cake frosting. It's, some of the flavors, they, except yeah, some of the flavors they're really thick and they're very sugary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I the the waffle was a really nice uh, change of pace for that. You know, yay! I, I I'm mm-hmm. actually pretty mm-hmm. happy. I would buy those again and yeah. again. Not a sponsor of the show. No, but if you're yeah. looking for something, you know, that you might want to give give a try to, yeah, that'd be a good way to go. Stinger, you could, yeah. So. We got these. The, I got this fantastic 5K medal. I'm gonna do the 5K medal over here there's, real quick. There's there's some more confetti. Oh, there's probably again. We're gonna be finding confetti for for uh, weeks. A lot of time. But <laughs> yeah, the yeah the medals are adorable. I like that this one had the outline and had everywhere together on it, and 2021 like. The, in years past, it was the runner ribbon that is the signature of the Donna, but it it usually is just the runner ribbon and doesn't have where it says the Donna 5K 2021 everywhere together. And I think that was really smart of them considering what they had to do to go virtual. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the half marathon medal, which I really appreciate the way I this. I love it. Yeah, you know, they did a lot with this medal. There's a lot going on here. There's a mm-hmm. lot of detail in the relief of the the metallic portion of the medal itself. I also love their use of the stained glass style inserts. Oh, so do I. Which I think just give it a really nice pop of color and make it really stand out. And and you know, I'm starting to finally, finally, if you look on our on the video back behind us that's my very first metal hanger ever i got it for him for valentine's day so i put that up we're gonna uh, and we're gonna start you know filling up this wall as part of our set but i've never hung any of my medals and having some of these that kind of stand out is just a really nice feature that i i think it's just a i I appreciate very much because again especially if you're doing a virtual race and you're looking for that awesome bling to be your motivator i think it's i think it's nice to get to get that that medal that's just very satisfying and jessica in the chat saying dana note to self oh there were some notes on this one believe me the one saving grace to this was i did get the chance to to wear my my new shoes a little bit before the 5k and then i broke them in really well on the 5k and my shoes didn't really give me a problem the spot that i i get my blisters on the outside of my right toe that's a no matter what shoes I ever wear, I get that. Mm. So 
that's just something I think that, that the that number happens. of hours that you're on your feet all because you hadn't done the full what distance or the back right. to back. Okay, okay, that was one more thing. Mm. One more thing. I really needed to get the the mileage up ahead of that because the the wall is a real thing. And even Josh was talking about, you know, like slam through that wall yeah. or, the, or the train wall is a PITA. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And it's the, it is a real thing. You know, I knew it. I knew it going in. That's why I wasn't trying to kill myself on this one. And I know that I also have one more virtual half that i owe to the running gods and that uh, yes. is that is for the metal chasers yep. avengers series so so really you use this for training the training run for i that. guess and oh hey rob nadal says the honey stinger sounds like they have a longer shelf life than the mre <laughs> they certainly tasted better so. than the mre i'm not gonna lie there yeah and you know for a candy especially yeah stinger waffles would be the only thing left standing after the apocalypse along we- with twinkies and ozzy osborne <laughs> <laughs> Runners who have stocked up on those waffles are going to be like, you know, sitting pretty. Yeah, you're golden. Yeah. I, I was really pretty shocked at how well that that came together or, or held together in the backpack. Yeah. And it did a it did a, did its job. It kept me from, you know, wanting to, you know, harm a neighborhood pet or something on my way home, you know, for you're food. You're not going to harm a pet. Come on. <laughs> stop that. But the, really? the nice thing, and I actually wore this out in public after yes. the run yes. was I did complete my back-to-back challenges, which gave me the booby trap challenge. So and this good. year's color, so they went with, with blue and light blue. And again, nice details, a lot of uh, relief work, nice little pink running ribbon thrown in there mm-hmm. as an accent. Yeah. I mean, they just did a really nice job with this. So I know, love it. It was great to get, to get the challenge medal and to get that done. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, really happy i did miss running in the beaches of jacksonville and that's I missed, really hard yeah i missed the fact that we had you know you, you normally get that that 13.1 mile street party but i did get some nice scenery on the run i actually took a couple of photos and you had some nice people along the way who were running and biking that actually cheered you on yeah i ran into some other runners out on the course they were wearing, super nice wearing your bib helped i think that well they actually asked they, they yeah. asked me if i was running a, a disney race and i said no no it's not they thought it was princess and i said nope not princess but oh, here, here's what it is yeah 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 and explained to them They're like oh that's cool so yeah yeah, well, all the pink. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. I was in full full pink regalia, mm-hmm. pink shirt, had the running kilt on, had the, the everything in pink sunglasses, pink headband, yeah. the, or the the gator that yes, is part that of was the great. race swag. That was great, and and so many others who were doing their virtual miles or adding to their virtual miles this weekend were wearing our shirts. That was so awesome to see. Or they they were they were wearing pink. They were wearing. It was just... Well, I love that because, of course, we love seeing the podcast out there, but we also love knowing the fact that if you guys are on the team and you bought a shirt, you did a double whammy for donating to the Donna Foundation, Mm -hmm. and you're awesome. That is really, really cool. And I am learning so much from the chat talking about these, these running snacks. Right. So... We we will t- typically buy a few when we go to a running expo and try try some stuff out. But again, on race day, we don't normally no. do something new. No, we might we might buy them then to use for shorter runs afterward. Yeah, or something like that, just to try if we haven't seen it before. Yeah. So yeah. some total to, to to sum up my my I made a lot of 
questionable decisions with starting out my my half marathon, but I was also going very conservative. I knew it was going to be okay. My average pace was 16 minutes, 43 seconds. I love it. And my total time was three hours, 39 minutes, 19 seconds. I Not the it. fastest in the world. I am, again, using this as a training run. I think you were very smart to go, I haven't done the full distance. I haven't done back-to-back race days. So I'm not going to do, I'm just going to do like a fast walk. I'm not going to do intervals. I'm going to slow it down. Jeff Galloway says, you're the captain of the ship. And if you can be smart enough to think about your training and listen to your body and slow it down, you have the perfect opportunity in a virtual to do that. Yeah. And that was, that was the idea. Now, when I do my my Thor mm-hmm. half, that's going to be a different story different. because now. So now you're going to try and beat this. Yes, because yeah. now I've done the distance in the last. It will be within the last two weeks, and it won't be back to back. It's runs. not a back to back run, that's and true. I'm going to be running with my my hydration for the next two weeks. Yeah. So I have Perfect. my my short term training plan. We're going to see how that goes. Yeah. And we have a time to compare it to. You know, we were talking about weather all through this running segment, and we didn't even hit the bell. (laughs) Hitting the bell. The bell. The weather bell. The weather Um, bell. Okay, now I did it. Because like we've said, Florida is not participating in winter, or at least it hasn't for the last week. And I'm going to set this bell over here now. I Well, I got it in. She she got her fix in. And that's a lesson to learn. You slow down. The hotter it is or the more humid it is. Oh yeah. You slow yeah. down. If I had done if I had done even just Slowing five down is smart. Yeah, if I had even done just five fifty five segments on this, I'd have probably gotten my time closer to a fifteen minute mile for it, but I wasn't I didn't have a real desire to right. to right. get that. I wanted to get this as a training run under my belt and then yeah. go for time on the Thor. Exactly. So that worked exactly. out very nicely for me. The the chat full of runners. I am very excited very. for some of these these tips on the on on the race nutrition options. Yes. Yes. Never anything new on race day, food, drink, running plan, anything. Not all wrong. the things. Rule number 1. You're nothing not new. And while we're just talking about that, if you're doing like the gels or the blocks or whatever, make sure you read them carefully because if you get the ones with caffeine and you haven't been accustomed to those, those can be an attention getter. Or if you don't normally drink coffee in the morning, don't start on race day. So just be mindful. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Nothing new. Just, I'm saying, I'm just saying. But after that race, we literally got showered, dressed, and headed out for post-race recovery brunch oh mm. so good you know southwest we're lucky living in southwest florida puts us in proximity to places like tampa orlando miami and the keys but Mm -hmm. we also have a wealth of stuff here locally downtown fort myers the beaches of sanibel of course fort myers beach and of course pine Pine island Island and matt lachey matt lachey yeah and i think our area is a vacation destination, a runcation destination, because there's the City of Palms half marathon here. That's a fairly new race. But if you are coming here for a runcation, a vacation, and you're visiting the, the beaches of Sanibel and you venture out to Pine Island or you go to Pine Island and there are there there's Airbnb opportunities out there there are little inns yes cottages that are just 
go. They're they're gorgeous. Yeah. They're beautiful. Matt Lachey has a a, a very artsy. Art, it's like an artist's uh, community meets a fishing village, and then Pine Island is old Florida fishing village, and you know homes of every stripe out there on the island but we didn't go all the way out to pine island we stopped in between so when you leave the mainland of cape coral you go to matt lachey after you cross the first bridge and then you eventually get into into pine island proper Mm -hmm. and so matt lachey and this particular restaurant is about 15 minutes from our house but it felt like we were going to a vacation destination to be honest because it was like a, a little town with sidewalks and little shops and there was a there was a coffee shop and there was like a pizzeria an Italian place just like the the kind of small town that when you visit all the locals take you in oh yeah it it had that kind of vacationy feel the beautiful view of the water mhm and just yeah it didn't feel like we were only 20 minutes from our house. No, it was amazing. And when you go out to, to that area, it it you forget that you're just a hop, skip, and a jump from places like Cape Coral, Fort Myers, and you know just up the road from Punta Gorda, yeah, you know, Port Charlotte. So it's a great location for vacationing, for runcation. You mentioned the city of Palms. You also have the Naples. Oh yeah, Naples Daily News half, which is uh, I believe that's a Boston qualifier. I don't I don't know. I believe the Naples Marathon's a Boston qualifier. I don't know because I haven't done it. I don't know. But uh, so there are running there are runs to be done down here. Indeed. But we decided to go to the place that was recommended to us by some friends, and then we started checking out their social media, and we could not believe some of the things that we were seeing. Mm. We went to a spot that is about a mile and two-tenths on the island called the Blue Dog Bar and Grill in Matt Lachey. And all you have to do is get onto Matt Lachey and keep an eye out for it on the left. It is on the main road going into Pine Island, which is mm-hmm. aptly named Pine Island Island Road. (laughs) And Uh this place has really everything you can ask for. It's a tiny little storefront or it's a tiny little little frontage. You walk in, it's longer than it is wide. Mm -hmm. And then it opens up in the back. Plus they have outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. Plus if you're boating. You could boat up. Right up to the back dock. Yeah. And we've had such good luck in the past with restaurants and eateries and little dive bars that we've encountered where you could just boat and and breweries too Mm -hmm. where you can just boat right up yes we actually have had tremendous luck we were actually commenting on the fact that every place we've gone where you could boat Mm -hmm. up ended up being a winner blackwater siren wicked barley brewing yep just to name a couple and this one's no exception yeah this one is no exception we sampled a variety of things from both their regular menu and from their brunch menu. Mm. 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 Yeah. Now, when you go to a, a seafood place mm. here in Florida, it's funny. You would think that you're only going to get fresh food. That's not always the case, especially if you're going to places that are the larger corporate chains, which pride themselves on consistent quality across the country regardless of where you go yeah 
coming to Florida, there really is nothing like getting fresh caught seafood cooked right. the same day. Right. And oh, Kiki Sandbar is another place where we've seen that. Exactly. Down in the Keys. Yeah, where you can boat right up. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a place like this, and we asked, we said, so tell us, you know, what is the what are the items on the menu we should avoid as far as seafood goes? What's frozen? What's fresh? Oh, yeah. And, and hey, shout out to our server, Megan. Yeah, Megan was awesome. She was rock. She's, are you guys? She first, was a rock star. Are you guys first timers here? And they, and they're doing all the precautions, you know? Yep, masked all up men, the whole time. Safety yeah. and distancing and all of that. And it was just, I really just, I... She was a fountain of information, and she said, everything that you see on the menu that is seafood is fresh. Everything is, well, she said everything everything was fresh. She didn't qualify it as seafood because they have burgers as well that looked amazing. Well, no, she she specifically said that they they don't have any frozen seafood on the menu. No. So that, I think, was fantastic. And And... You can't really do that if you are in a fishing village where these are literally fishermen who Mm -hmm. are going out in the morning. And she said, it is very likely the person that caught your meal is sitting at the bar having a beer right now. (laughs) Yeah, that delivered it. wasn't even exaggerating. Yeah. So there are certain dishes that are are regional when you go someplace. If you go down to Key West, it's very common that you're going to see Key West pink shrimp on the menu. Mm Mm-hmm. One thing that I always get if I see it on the menu is smoked fish dip. Yes. That is a very Florida thing. Mm-hmm. It's something I grew up eating, and it's something that it, we, we talked a lot about. It. Eating seafood reminds you of childhood. Yes, very much so because, and, well, we'll get into it when we get into um, the, dish that, dish. That I, the dish that I had. But for me, it's the smoked fish dip. And mm. specifically, that varies from region to region here in Florida. Yeah. I love smoked mullet oh and they were doing their dip out of smoked mullet and i i thought and it came with blue corn chips and house pickled jalapeno yeah that was the okay and that was the the Mm. twist on this well actually there were two so the the actual dip itself you had the very finely shredded smoked mullet which was smoked yes. perfectly so you had a the hint of smoke which mm-hmm. was right up front oh yeah but it didn't drown out the flavor right and it wasn't fishy it, it wasn't was fishy. briny taste of the sea and they didn't overdo it with the mayonnaise no it was flakier rather than creamier yes and we've had both kinds on the show in the past because mm-hmm. this is not our, not our first time doing a fish dip on the show. No. So the fish dip had a very simple combination of, of ingredients. Of course, it had capers, which gave mm-hmm. you that nice salty pop yeah. when you bite into the caper berry and red onion. Oh, so And then fish. Good. Tons of yeah. fish. So good. I, I cannot tell you, you, you could not ask for a better fish dip that's more representative of the area mullet is a very popular fish in south florida yeah and i think this this type of dip warranted like a a fork or a spoon getting getting the dip and putting it on the chip yeah because the the dip was actually so thick it was hearty in terms of the the flaky fish but you get a little bit of that pickled jalapeno and you have a little bit of that salty chip and and where they could have simply bought a jar of pickled jalapenos they did not they didn't they made a point 
of actually slicing and house pickling their own jalapenos. Come on. So good. What a ex- nice extra step. So good. And then you eyeballed the second item we tried. Yeah, we've had conch fritters in Key West. We've had conch fritters here in Cape Coral. But we had never heard of conch fritter patties. That was a new presentation for us. Very much so. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. So these are four large patties and they just, they looked... Like a corn cake. Yeah. But they weren't flaky. They were just solid. And crunchy. And crunchy. And I th- and they were thin. They were thinner than, say, a crab cake. More like a pancake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a crunchy consistency. And that I think there are conch fritters like a DJ's Clam Shack in Key West. Totally different. Totally different. That's a hush puppy kind of consistency. Exactly. This is more like oh, just a crunchy and kind of introductory presentation into conch yeah the the conch fritters the ones that we love say at dj's clam shack down in the keys those have a very strong flavor of conch and very large pieces of conch but a lot of people if you've never had it before if you just if you're leery of it this is a great great introduction like you said uh to conch because the pieces are diced smaller yeah and it's a more mellow flavor. But I also think the star accompaniment oh, was, the, was the Pine Island sauce. Oh, my gosh. Which it had the consistency of a jelly. It reminded me of pepper jelly, but like, then they had added stuff to it that was out of this world. It was, ju- it was like a little spicy, but it was a little bit tangy. I just loved that you could see the pepper in it mm-hmm. but it was also like a vinegary but it I wasn't it wasn't so spicy as to to knock your socks off i think it was a sweet great, heat. yeah a great example of sweet heat and it went with the patties very well yeah yeah so that's we started with a couple of appetizers to share i could yeah. not recommend either of these anymore and they they, they say that they use a, a classic Bahamian recipe or Bahamian from the Bahamas to recipe to make these cakes. So they took that recipe and flattened it out. Yeah. And it changes the game. It changes the dish yeah. completely because you, you really are getting a milder flavor and a different textural component. So for sure. Loved that. For sure. But then we went to entrees. We did. I, and this is what reminded me of childhood. This. There is a very short window and a short season in which you can get stone crabs. Here in Florida, we had some at Fishtail Grill on the show. And another local restaurant. Another local, another local restaurant here in Cape Coral. But I saw them and I just, I thought, hey, you can't really get them all over the place. We had the really large claws there. These are medium claws. 
Yeah. Now, if you're if you're thinking, uh, what's the difference between a stone crab and a blue crab or a snow crab? Well, stone crab, you don't eat the whole crab. No. They they harvest these crabs and they have one large claw. Then you, they tear that claw off and toss the crab back in the water, and the crab regrows that claw. Mm-hmm. So it's a great renewable resource, but they, like Amy said, short season on them. Mm-hmm. And these were medium. These were billed. I would say on the menu as medium mm-hmm. claws, but they were so big by by medium stand. I, w- I don't. I think they were medium plus. I think you're right. These these could, <laughs> there are some restaurants that would have called these to large say, claws. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So you can get six of them as an entree, or you can get three of them as an appetizer portion on the brunch menu. Yeah, and because of the the thickness of their shell, the a restaurant will steam them. And they'll usually serve them chilled. Yeah. And then they will crack the claw, pre-crack the claw for you. This is not yeah. one that you you have an easy time with at the table without some no. assistance of a hammer. I, I think you have an easier time. And, and I got not a hammer, but I got a, a cracker, a cracker, and a tiny fork and a large fork. But I think you have an easier time with it. snow crab. Yeah, snow crab is is a great. You get long pieces. Those of, shells are you know, easier to crack. Yeah, long slender pieces of meat from the legs. So I judge a this restaurant. Cl- I judge a restaurant by how well they cr- they pre crack, so that you don't have you don't spend a majority of the time in your meal fighting with getting the meat out of 100%. the shell. Yeah, and if if they're properly pre-cracked, you're actually getting more meat out of the shell intact as opposed to being shredded. Mm. And trust me, shredded crab meat's great, but oh, yeah. there's something just so satisfying about that big you know, knuckle of, of <sighs> crab you, meat. Uh, you have a picture of me with a whole one. I do, one I do. You with, should share that one. With the mustard sauce, the house-made mustard sauce, which tasted like... It was Dijon and horseradish, although they would not share the recipe, of course. Of course not. But I like to I like to get them with the housemade sauce, but also with drawn butter, because that's just the way I am. It makes it harkens back to childhood. Yeah. So I had them both ways. And the meat was tender. It wasn't tough. They didn't overcook these claws. No, no. And I think chilled was the perfect way. Yeah. Whether you whether you had the hot drawn butter or the chilled house made mustard sauce, it's it's flaky. It's a taste of crab. It's it's a it's a tad bit sweet, but not quite as sweet as snow crab. Yeah, and it's just delightful. It really is. It I- really is. So if you eat seafood and you are a meat eater during the stone crab season would be it, it would be terrific to which try. starts mid to late october yeah and I, it's just a few months but it, if you can get it and try it blue dog bar and grill that's a place to go get it it really is you, <laughs> it was great value for the money and mm. uh, I, I i couldn't agree with you more i see cheryl in the chat is saying she's never had mullet but she if she's ever in florida she knows what to keep an eye out oh. for mullet is is more of a regional delicacy there are a yeah. lot of places that you know a lot of people will joke about it being a bait fish but oh yeah it's it's 
very often you'll actually see people roadside here in Florida selling smoked mullet. Mm-hmm. So it's very common to see it smoked. And I almost got it for my entree. I was honed in I on know. it. And you I talked about it. When I was going to zag at the last minute. And I ended up going instead for my entree with their shrimp and grits. And you you almost got the mullet and grits. And I've never seen that on the menu. You no, know, this was unique. You know, they yeah. do a a local version of shrimp and grits here, and they are serving these monster gulf pink shrimp. And we're talking probably U UH size shrimp, so about two ounces. They cooked. look they were huge. They were huge. So big pink shrimp, andouille sausage, andouille, or applewood smoked bacon, Cajun seasoning on the shrimp. Mm. And, you know, they, they then, you know, garnish the whole plate with scallions. And they're serving this on this beautiful bowl of cheese grits. And then they put just a little bit of shrimp broth right on top. I think that is the money. So it was like almost like a red-eye gravy which isn't really gravy, but it's like a red-eye gravy on top of your shrimp and grits, and it was just this amazing it's like salty stock. It's like stock. That's exactly what it it's is. It's like the perfect stock. It was the salty, smoky, you know, taste of the sea, creamy cheese grits. And I love you know, the coarse ground grits. I do too. So tasty. These were perfectly cooked shrimp. Uh, a little bit of Cajun spice on those shrimp. But not overly spicy. Not no no not like hot. Yeah. No, don't think of don't think of it as like cayenne pepper. As you can tell, we share. But the 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 bite was perfect. They weren't overcooked. They weren't rubbery at mm-hmm. all. Just an amazing dish. So I, I love shrimp and grits. That's a very southern combination that I, I, I grew up with. It's your mom's favorite dish. It's one of your mom's. It favorite was one of my dishes. mom's favorite dishes. Yes. So I think that that was very appropriate to have at this brunch. And they knocked it out of the park. So what a tribute. Yeah, they really So did. great. And that is in the episode artwork. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm. Good, good. I haven't seen the episode artwork yet. Yeah. So I cannot recommend this place enough. I Remind us of the restaurant's name again. This is the Blue Dog Bar and Grill mm-hmm. in Matlache, Florida. Yes. We're going to have links in the show notes, mm-hmm. of course, to their website and Check out their social media game. Oh, yeah. Pictures of their food is fantastic. And On it's going- Facebook and Instagram. I ha- I don't, I don't, I haven't gone to their Twitter if they had a, t- a Twitter. But if our descriptions but. are making your mouth water, imagine what imagine. the pictures will show you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty insane. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm dreaming of it. Before we go on. Yes. We want to say thank you to all of our patrons for your support and the fact mm-hmm. that you guys have helped us to grow in 2020 and into 2021. The growth has continued and we cannot thank you enough, but we have a special shout out today. We do. We have a couple, actually. I would like first to start with James Gray. Jim Gray, who, if you watched our coffee chat this morning, sent us a can of whoop-ass coffee from Jittery Joe's Coffee. That's the the name of the coffee. Yeah. We are not cursing on the Runny Drink Podcast, but it was the actual name of it, and it was quite delightful. And he sent us a gift as we celebrate his one-year anniversary of becoming a patron of our show, an insider, no less, at the highest level. And... 
we can attribute and say thank you to him. He's the one that kind of kicked us in the rear end to get yeah. started with a Patreon program. So thank you, Jim, for getting yeah. us going. Because we hadn't said anything about it. We met him at two different races at the Jeff Galloway half and at the Donna Marathon weekend. And he sought us out and supported our show. And I, I just, every time I think about it, I get choked up. And even more, well, not even more, but... Even more support, I would say, that we got over this past week as we celebrated his one year. A longtime patron of our show, John Schroeder, who has been a founder, edited his pledge and became an insider at the highest level. That's amazing. Yeah. I, we can't thank you all enough. And John Schroeder, your name is now in lights in the proper section of our website on the insider portion. Yes. And your koozie is on its way to you. And, and we just can't thank all of you enough. Whether you are a fan, a founder, or an insider of our show, you have supported our brand new studio. You have supported... Yeah, everything that's going up in here is because of you guys. All the technology and the enhancements to to that end of it. And we're hoping to keep improving. And we 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 talk a lot about the different things we want to do, all the different live streams that we've been able to do. The the live streaming of our show tonight is a result of patron support. Oh, absolutely. And we have some patrons in the chat right here right now. Josh and Susie and Cheryl and I, I I know I'm probably missing some people here in the chat, but but you're all are amazing. Uh, and, everybody and the fact that in a in a year like 2020, people were yeah. were coming out of the woodwork to support us was amazing, yeah. and then it's continuing on this year. Because when you are a travel podcast for runners that can't travel, <laughs> that's us. Yeah, you so, have to pivot, and with your support, we've been able to do that. Yeah, we've been able to keep bringing you the show in spite of these challenges, and we're hoping to keep doing it for years to come. Yeah. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, please go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Check out the three levels of support, $2, $5, or $10. And each one of those levels have their own special perks as we continue to add value and content and do cool stuff for you guys into 2021 and mm -hmm. beyond. Patrons get a special thank you message from us. And there's also audio and video bonus content that you guys will get as well. And we have some stuff uh, coming very soon, like some beer reviews. And we may have a definitive guide to non-animal-based milks coming. Yes, we're, we're planning. We're, we're putting... We're, the, we, we joked about this the other day. <laughs> we actually went to the store and yeah. bought all the stuff. So we're gonna we yeah. get, we're working and be working on a video for for patrons for that. So check that out. Patreon.com slash run eat drink podcast. Insiders get yeah. a look behind the scenes, get access to video footage of special interviews. We're gonna be doing some cooking demos. Yeah. So we got some stuff planned. It's gonna yeah. be a good year going to be a good year so if you're not a patron already we hope or if you know someone that's thinking about it we hope that you'll send them our way to patreon.com slash runny drink podcast to learn more and become a patron and as always 
whether you do that or not. Our show will always be free, and we thank all of you for all the ways that you support the Runny Drink Podcast. So, we're going to try this again. Last <laughs> week, we're going to do it. Last week, I feel we made the good attempt. about it. I feel really good about feel it. Feel good. It's almost like I read the instruction manual. Oh my this god! Time. Oh, this time we actually were very fortunate to have a great interview last week that we actually got into the episode of the podcast. Yes, Kevin from uh, Barrel Monks Brewing. We are going Mocha. to attempt to play that for you right now in the live stream as well as on the podcast. What? 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 Yeah. We're going to do Kevin's? Not Kevin's. Oh. No. I'm so confused. The, the scheduled sorry. interview for this week. <laughs> We're going to try to play the scheduled interview for this week in the live stream as well as on the podcast proper. So... Why don't you tell us who we're going to be talking to? I'm sorry. It's my, it's my bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I will tell you that whenever national bloody Mary day was, I think it was at the beginning of January sometime. Mm -hmm. I posted a picture of one of our opportunities that we've had to try a bloody Mary or a Caesar, if you will. Yes. Which would be one, but with... The, the Canadian version of the Bloody Mary. The Canadian version of the Bloody Mary, yes. With the brine of... Clam juice. Clam juice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I posted one of our favorites, and I asked, you know, what is your favorite? And Colin and Annie Dawkins of Sunday's Bloody Mary Mix answered the call. I... Just, I can't believe, they tweeted at me, actually. It was on Twitter. They're pretty active on Twitter. And they were like, well, we're pretty partial to ours. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. And they they said, we'll order it. We'll come on the show. They gave us a little discount code. A discount code for you for, guys. Yeah. I'm and I'm going to share that in just we'll a couple be, of minutes. Yeah, and we'll be sharing that. So Colin and Annie... They, I can't, I can't tell you. They were generous with their time and they were so sweet. They were so sweet and their social media game is just on point. So without further ado, we're going to play the interview with Colin and Annie Dawkins of Sunday's Bloody Mary Mix. Here it is. Dana. It is time for the drink segment on our show. I think that the Bloody Mary has been neglected on our show. We've had it a couple of times. A couple of times. And we've had its its northern cousin, the Caesar. The Caesar, yes. At La Cellier and in Disney. We've been covering a lot of virtual races. We're getting ready to complete virtual races. We need something that we can make at home that will be worth the finish line that we will cross for the Donna Marathon weekend. Yeah, and the key to making one of these drinks is not just throwing tomato juice and a spirit in a glass and hoping for the best. you got to get the right mix, and finding a delicious mix is key, and we have done 
just that. And let me tell you, I'm so excited because it was National Bloody Mary Day, and I posted a picture from one of the places that we had been on the show, and I said, where's the best Bloody Mary you've ever had? And then Colin and Annie Dawkins from Sunday's Bloody Mary Mix chimed in and said, you've got to try ours. So challenge accepted. Yes. Welcome to our show. You two. Hi, thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. Oh, we're so excited. And I just, the stars aligned and you all answered our message on Twitter. And then we ordered this mix. And let me tell you what we're sipping on now is quite delightful. How long have you been? How long have Sorry. you been? No, no. How long have you been doing doing this and making these tasty mixes? May twenty twenty was when we launched our company, but we had been sampling for a couple of years before that with our own recipes. And but yeah, we finally we found the perfect one and launched it in May. Wow! And it has been quite popular. I take it. It has, yeah. So we launched it in May, like Annie said. We launched it on all of our social media platforms. We're more of a direct-to-consumer brand. And in the, in the first, you know, six to nine months of the company, we, I always say this, but we're the most followed uh, Bloody Mary mix on Twitter. So that's our kind of thing right now. And the reviews that we're receiving have been pretty great. It's been fun. Yeah, some people are really, they get your mix and they just, the artwork, the pictures they post on Instagram and on Twitter are amazing. Like the garnishes that people put with your mix and just, that was so eye-catching. I just, I and we had to order the spicy Bloody Mary mix. But before we get into what we ordered, what was your inspiration for starting the company around Bloody Mary's at, at, Tell it seems very how, specific. How it got yeah. started, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like we got hooked on to Bloody Marys from my dad. He has the the original recipe that inspired our recipe. And he set the bar pretty high. Every Sunday, Colin and I would go out in Lancaster and try and find our favorite Bloody Mary. And every time, we're like, man, I think ours is better. So, um not no offense, but uh, <laughs> we're like, we just love ours. <laughs> and so we thought, why not? Mm-hmm. create a company and share that with the world so yeah that's where it started so it was a family recipe that inspired yep. this company that launched in may of 2020 yes and now you have i i perused the website when i painstakingly ordered the spicy bloody mary mix but that is not all you have on your website can you talk a little bit about the the products that you feature that everybody can order and and get delivered to their homes yeah sure so right now we have a spicy mix a mild mix and a vegan mix in addition that to that we made a rim salt to complement the bloody mary and then so that's what we have right now as far as consumption. And we also have like our shirts. And then depending on the season, we like to add pickled items in there. Dilly beans, pickled okra, uh, pickles. Those are all coming this summer as well. And those oh. are going to make for amazing garnishes, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you actually <laughs> touched on something that I was going to ask about. Yeah. You know, we because we are runners and we do so much training, we eat vegan six days a week and day seven we go off, but you (laughs) offer a vegan 
option. And a lot of people forget a lot of times that some of the ingredients in a Bloody Mary or in a Caesar, depending on if you're using the the clam juice or not, Mm. aren't vegan. Can you talk about what prompted you to, to offer that and tell us a little bit about the product? Sure. So I always like to have a vegan option. I spent a period of my life not consuming any animal products. And I always just always appreciated going somewhere, looking on somebody's site, and they had those options that were animal friendly. So I just wanted to present that within our own company and be able to provide that for uh, people who also don't consume the animal products. But in addition to that, there are people with shellfish allergies and we do Mm. use clam juice in our products. So Mm. I wanted to not leave anybody out. I wanted everyone to have the opportunity to try our Bloody Marys. To add on to that too, you know, this was probably the, this is our latest recipe anyway, the vegan and just making sure it was the you know same quality level as our, our first two originals and getting it to that level. I'm think I think that we're like, we're very proud of getting it there without using some of the main ingredients in our original recipes. So we're very proud of the mix. It's it's uh, definitely worth trying out, even if you're not full-time vegan or that's not your regular diet. Yeah, I, I love that mm. when a company makes the effort and you guys making sure that you're not losing quality just right. because you're offering a vegan right. option. So many times people equate... And incorrectly so, that that the vegan option is going to taste less than. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that's not the case here. Yeah. So we, that was one of the first things that that caught my eye when I was checking out your site for the first time. But you also have a subscription box. Oh, right. Yeah, we do have our subscription box. We uh, make sure that, so when you order the box, it's two Bloody Marys and a customized card that I hand paint. And in addition to that, like here and there, we'll throw in just a little surprise uh, each month, whether it's a skewer or a koozie. We try and just keep it fresh and the box will be delivered hopefully on the first Sunday of every month. Now, in the box, you said there are two, there are two jars of the Bloody Mary mix. Can you mix and match or do you have to go with the same or how, how does that work? Yep. Yeah, you can mix and match whatever two you'd like out of the spicy mild and the vegan. We also, with these boxes too, usually these you know customers, people that order these boxes, they get the first samples of the things that we're working on. Ooh. So they're the first ones to try out the rim salt. They got samples of, I think, the vegan mix. And when we first order merch, we'll send out some stuff to them as well. So there's some good perks in there too for those guys. I love getting insider exclusives yeah. like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what, that's $20 a, a month and it arrives on the first Sunday of the next month. That is. So sure. you're, you're ready to rock for brunch for the next four exactly. weeks. Exactly right. <laughs> now, your. How do you all make the perfect Bloody Mary? Uh, obviously, it's with your mix, but can you talk a little bit about the way you concoct the perfect cocktail? Yeah. So what we wanted to do with this mix and what I think is different from some other mixes out there is that when you open this up, if you put it in a glass and you pour vodka in there, you're set to go. You can't go wrong with that. There's always you can add in your garnishes and ice to, to chill it, that sort of thing. But that's really what I think makes ours different from yeah. we see like a Zing Zang out there or mm. the pre-made mixes where you have to 
if, if you want to make a good Bloody Mary mix out or a good Bloody Mary out of those mixes, you're going to have to, you know, doll it up. You're going to have to mix, add the hot sauce, add the Worcestershire and the salts, your spices there. It's, it's not yeah. ready to go, but I think ours is, and that's what we set out to do from the beginning for sure. And that's actually and the thing. First thing I noticed was we mm-hmm. normally, if we're doing Bloody Marys at home, yeah. it's exactly what you said. If you get a pre-made mix, you that find out. the one that you like, but sure. that has That's an asterisk base. next to it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a base. Yeah. yeah, It's not a complete Mary. You are still getting four or five other things out of the pantry to add to that. Mm-hmm. You Like you have to chase after what? You have to chase after horseradish maybe. Oh, to horseradish, Worcestershire, yeah, lime juice, Tomasco, whatever the case may be. You got the first thing I noticed when we we got the package was this is this looks like it's ready to go mm-hmm. right in the jar. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you use I just I like the level. We got the spicy Bloody Mary mix. We didn't get the vegan one this time. And it's not like just a one level spice. It is not just, it builds and it warms and it's not just one note. How did you accomplish that? Can you share any of your Without giving away secrets? the, the secret <laughs> recipe. Of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> Maybe. That's a good question. You know, uh, <laughs> there, I would just say that you are right on the ball there with the layers of flavor. That's how, when we started this, I was talking mm-hmm. to my brother. I'm like, how would you describe this? And he's like, Annie, it has just layers of flavor. And you, yeah. it just reveals itself as you go. And I just think that would probably be the combination of ingredients of you have your savory, you have your a little bit more like mild, fresh flavors. And then mm. that spicy always comes in at the end. And there's that consistency that it has with it. There's the, the horseradishes in there and some of the mm. seasonings you can see. And I just feel as you're drinking it and those are just, I don't know, they unwrap themselves as yeah. you're consuming it. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. (laughs) You can't give away your recipe, your secrets, but I just like to applaud you because it builds, but it's the type of drink that you can have with a meal, let's say a Sunday brunch, if you will, that will not, in in texture, like you said, it won't overpower the meal. It will complement a Sunday brunch very nicely, which leads me to an important question. Sure. What meal what or what item what goes perfectly with this bloody mary yeah what's your go-to yeah so it depends on how many garnishes you put on it sometimes oh. the bloody mary alone is its meal right but our classic sunday brunch like our favorite sundays is when colin is making waffles which is also a family recipe and he'll stick with the waffles and his Bloody Mary. And then I like to make an egg sandwich out of my waffles. Oh. Um, so I just can spice it up a little bit. I then put sriracha on it, do that whole sweet and spicy, the layers of flavor. I carry that in through the food. Yeah, so that's our favorite is like the homemade Belgian waffles and egg sandwich with our Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. So you're doing, you're doing the savory Bloody Mary and you're leaning sweet on the brunch side. Exactly. Mmm. Right. Oh, but an egg sandwich, a waffle egg sandwich. That actually Highly sounds recommend really it. good. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you have, is, is there maple syrup involved in that? More importantly, um, will, there, will there be a jar of Sunday's waffle batter coming soon? Yeah. Oh, good coming idea. Soon. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. So you, I'm going to back up a little bit because you said it also depends on the way that you garnish the Bloody Mary. What is your perfect garnish? So if you're asking me specifically, mm. I just am ready to go with, I just want a pickle, a dilly bean, and a squeeze of lemon and lime. Not that you really need it, but I just like it. And I, I don't add too much to mine. And I don't, so I don't eat meat, but I see everybody with their bacon and the salami and I always looks delicious. But oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so my perfect one is I just need the pickled goods in there and a squeeze of lemon and lime, and I'm good to go. Yeah, you can't go wrong going crazy like that with the bacon, with, you know, the olives. And I've seen there's a place that we go to in Nashville that has a full chicken or (laughs) game hen. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) you can go crazy like that, and I'm all in for it. But for me, I think probably the most underrated garnish is pickled asparagus that's always been one of my favorites so good we'll probably should have that we definitely will have that on the um site once it's back in um season for us and we love asparagus we're talking about there so good we never thought about us pickled asparagus that sounds underrated you don't hear about it no you don't (sighs) and uh, i was gonna ask you where you guys come down on these monstrous blood marys with the we have a, a, a place here within a about an hour and a half drive of us mm, that we've had on the show and it's a about a thirty dollar Sunday brunch yep. Mary. Yeah. But it's a meal and it's, it's, it's incredible. The the amount of stuff they quote unquote garnish this thing with. So Yeah. That's like when we see that stuff, it's more like it's more art than it is something that you wanna drink, I think. Sure. It really just it really does come down to how good is that Bloody Mary underneath all of that? Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. I see that stuff, it's like, what are you covering up down there? You have <laughs> the best Bloody Mary in the world. Are you going to put all that on top of it? Who knows? Then you need to keep it. You just keep it simple if you have great ingredients That's right. in your drink. Now, is there a preferred vodka? So we always, we like Tito's. Tito's has always gone in our Bloody Mary. And you can always find it. Yeah, I think it's, maybe it's convenience. I don't know. I like that it's gluten-free. I just love Tito's. And if it gives me a headache, no problems. So Yeah, and seriously, they love dogs, too. Have you seen their packaging? They have. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's the vodka for dog lovers. They're they're big on dog rescue. Yeah. I did not know that. I just mm-hmm. learned something. Thank yeah. you. I think they <laughs> have a whole Instagram account. They do. Dedicated to that. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tito's is your vodka of choice to mix with Sunday's Bloody Mary mix. That's right. Okay. Yes. Now, is there is there a local business that uses your Bloody Mary mix? Yeah, so we so we're just starting to really grow this side of the business again with COVID and everything. It's, oh, it's sure. been weird. So doing the like direct to consumer shipping out, that's been good to start. We are starting to get into more of Lancaster um, City and Lancaster County in Pennsylvania, where we're based out of. And we we're in a couple of breweries. One of our favorites is Rainy Cellars. They're one of our favorite spots around here. But we're working on a couple come up here so yeah hopefully be more widespread and in, into lancaster and central pa as well oh, and, that, next. and that's a brewery that you yeah. mentioned colin that's yeah yep yeah that has your bloody mary mix because you I'm know guessing they're doing a michelada yeah that would be great right? <laughs> so, so what they because if they're not uh, they i am is, yeah they have some really good stuff what they do right now and where we're 
for the most part, they sell our mixed in in the jar, so they they aren't selling it by the glass. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, but we have mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah, so we have a couple things lined up here in in I'd say probably in the next couple months where we're will where we will be more widely found in in PA. So yeah, so big things coming. <laughs> It's good to know because we are the Runny Drink Podcast and we Mm -hmm. have asked you about what a Sunday brunch item would be the perfect accompaniment to this Bloody Mary that you can make with your incredible spicy mix that we're drinking now. We... uh, We can't wait until we can travel to races again. We've been doing a lot of virtual races, Mm -hmm. but we can't wait to travel to your area and do races and then walk into local businesses and see that we could have, what did you call it, Dana? A Michelada? Maybe a Michelada. Michelada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right there in Lancaster. Yeah. And uh, what's been the feedback from, f- from the people that you have shipped to or feedback on social media? Do you have any favorite stories from those that have tried your mix that you like to share? For sure. Yeah. When we started this company and brand and started selling our mix, we obviously thought it was the best thing in the world. That's what you think. But then all the reviews that we get are the people feel the same way. It's been crazy to to see that. The one thing I run all of our social media um, platforms and one of the things that I started pretty early on was this kind of fun rivalry with, with Zing Zang, who I picked out to be the number one, you find them everywhere. People use them. Yeah, people may have heard of them of once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so everybody knows those guys. So we can pick them out to to be our target. We want to overtake <laughs> those guys. And so we would somebody mentions them or asks how we compare to Zing Zang. We're like, just try it. It's better than that than those guys. And every time we do that and they try it, they're like, yeah, you're right. It is much better than uh, Zing Zang. So those have been our favorite interactions on Twitter, on social media. Just seeing that people really love this stuff as much as we do has been insane and like really cool to think about over the past you know few months that we've been doing this. Yeah, it never gets old when somebody's like, this is the best Bloody Mary mix I've ever had. It warms our heart because we feel the same way and we're just happy that it's reflected and everyone's enjoy, enjoying it. I think when it comes to industrial or large mass pro- mass market mass production mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. mixers or beers or whatever the case those have their place i'm looking at you guys as the craft mixer for craft cocktails mm-hmm. for sure and i think that this might be a new or, or a, a smaller niche to get into but the fact that you guys are doing fresh ingredients mm-hmm. that are like you can see the spices yep. and the the herbs in the mix mm-hmm. you can see the horseradish and you're not going to get that from a mass market mixer of any brand you're not no nope, mm. you definitely will not so i think that's really cool hey like we asked what vodka but what if you use a whiskey how we went dana to la Cellier and we had a caesar a caesar yes right mm-hmm. yes and that had canadian we had our option for vodka or canadian whiskey mm, yes yes to have a favorite whiskey or do you venture out or do you side yeah. of the outside of the vodka yeah. realm with your yeah. mix? I wouldn't say I'm a big whiskey and, <laughs> and Bloody Mary guy, but like our variation on that is, well, my favorite anyway, would be a mezcal in our mix. Oh. I'm really into mezcals and, and tequila in general. 
you had my curiosity. Um, but I think now you have yeah, my attention. I think attention. it's a really good mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point, my mom had infused her t- yes. uh, tequila with jalapenos. Yep. And oh. so we put jalapeno tequila in our Bloody Mary, which makes it a Bloody Maria. And that was exceptional. Those are really good. And Colin and Annie have just taken us to school. So. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> a, a, what is it? A Bloody Maria <laughs> now? Yeah. Bloody Maria. With, with jalapeno-infused tequila. But also yep. mezcal. I don't think those are the sure same drink. No, no. These are two yeah, important sure tips. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm not sure what the mezcal and uh, Mary would be called, but um, yeah, that's a good mix uh, for other, sure. Other than awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Yeah. What other name does it need? Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a place where our audience can find out more about you? for sure yep we are sunday's bloodies or at sunday's bloodies on all social media sunday's you can see our shop and check us out there we're always running different promotions we should have something cool coming up this weekend Ooh. as well but yeah so definitely check us out there our social media we try and have fun with it and, and be super engaged with everyone and kind of have a we have a cool community so yeah. it's been fun so you can definitely find us there and is there anything, you, you said you may have something coming on the horizon. Is there anything that you would like to let out of the bag here at the end? Anything on the horizon that you'd like to share with the members of our Runcation Nation? We definitely have something for um, you guys specifically. We're going to run a 20% off for anybody who listens to this podcast. I think we're going to run the coup- or the discount code will be RED20. So that'll be 20% off there. And then we might be running something even a little more different on, the, on this upcoming weekend as well with Super Bowl weekend coming up here. Oh, um, yeah. A bunch going on. There's always something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, we're here in Florida. You know that's going to be big time where we are. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm oh. from Tampa. So, yep. yeah. Born, <laughs> born, born and raised. Yeah. Go Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you heard it right there, folks. Good Runcation luck. Nation, <laughs> you can go to sundaysbloodymary.com and use our discount code to order your Sunday's Bloody Mary mix today. Get it to celebrate the Donna Marathon virtual races you're running or as part of our team. Or just to have it for your Sunday morning on the porch after a great run or after brunch or to celebrate potentially a Buccaneers win. Mm -hmm. Just saying Mm -hmm. the discount code (laughs) is RED20, R-E-D-2-0. Colin and Annie Dawkins, the founders of the Sunday's Bloody Mary Mix and Sunday's Best, we thank you for joining us today on the Runny Drink Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. Yay! They were so nice. They really were. And what's amazing to, to me, and we were talking about that on the break a little bit, is that this is a business that sprung forth during, during the, the pandemic. pandemic. And we actually had every intention of having Bloody Marys yeah. with us while we were recording tonight's episode. But we finished the mix. Yeah, the mix didn't last. It is in all seriousness, again, they're not sponsors of the show. They were no. just generous enough to give us the, the discount code for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we bought yeah. what we had. We purchased it. Mm-hmm. 
the they gave us a little discount code for yeah, us too. They gave us the same discount yeah, yeah. code, but we purchased it, and that mix is chunky. When it, you see phenomenal. all the stuff in it, you, you don't have to the, add anything else to it. The horseradish and the pepper and the yeah, I loved it. I would get it again. I want to try the vegan one. I just, I hope they come out with a vegan spicy. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious about how that would go. You know, I'm so. just saying, and I want to get the rim salt and, you know, just do it upright. That's all I'm saying. And in the chat, uh, Jessica's asking what we're drinking what are tonight. We drinking? Tonight's podcasting juice is our normal traditional post-race recovery beer, Moosehead Lager. Of course. So that is what we are having here tonight. Yeah. But... We are about to wrap things up for tonight's episode. This was a little extra special one. This can be a great one for people's long runs this week yes. as they're pounding out the rest of their miles for the for the Donna Virtual. This is a not a fun size, but this is like super sized. A super sized episode. And we appreciate you all hanging in there while we recap the Donna that means so much to us talked about and to you guys and to you guys, the phenomenal support we've had. We can't thank you enough. And the phenomenal food we had at blue dog bar and grill in Mount Lachey. Shout out to Megan. Thank you for taking care of us. Yeah, Megan's a rock star. Go, mm -hmm. go visit her. She's, a, she's incredible. And to Colin and Annie for giving us the red 20 discount code we can use at Sunday's bloody Bloody Mary.com. They also, I love the fact that they have subscription boxes. Yeah. So you can get, make sure you, you keep your, your bar stocked with really good bloody mix. Yeah. So, and, and really, you just, and you get those little, like he was talking about what, whatever they're working on, you may get preview in the box. Yes. And I love yeah. that when our box came, even we're not, we didn't do the subscription, but when our box came, it had a little card with a picture of a pickle on the front and on the back, it was handwritten from Annie and Colin yeah. and it said, thank you. Yeah, so it, it's just nice order. to support a family business. Yeah. We love being able to do that. So yeah. check them out. Mm -hmm. Red 20, R-E-D 20 is your discount code, Runcation Nation, Yay. Stock Your Bar, regardless of how you like to serve it. Now, if you are going to make a crazy, creative, bloody, you know, brunch bloody, take a photo, send us your picture, us. tag us on your Instagram yeah. or email it to us, info at runeatdrink.net. We'd love to see sure. it. We would. But- I wanted to um, make mention of the fact that before we go, that we got an awesome review over on Apple Podcasts. Oh, we did. I'm so happy. And we've actually, we've had a couple of different ones that we'll share over the next few weeks. Thank you, guys. But we really appreciate that because that's how, that's how people find us. The, the, more, the more reviews you have, the the algorithm works. Yeah, the, you have to get recent reviews in order yeah. to be shown. Yeah. And you guys doing reviews helps other people find us, and we cannot yeah. thank you enough for doing that. And I pulled this one specifically to your point because Stephanie Swan had reviewed us early on, and she is a longtime listener, and she went in and she reviewed us on January in January of 2021 just to make sure that everything was up to date. And nothing had fallen away or disappeared. And she says, she calls 
at the Power Couple Podcast and says, I absolutely love this podcast. I have been an avid YouTube viewer and listener for over a year now, and I love the small but awesome changes they've made to include recipes of stuff they eat and all the stuff they drink. I love hearing about places they run, how or why they choose the venues, and the tantalizing food and drinks they enjoy along their running journeys. It's the perfect podcast for food and drink reviews, very detailed with realistic expectations. They are couple goals. Aww. Very well-spoken, funny, relatable, and gives me a major travel bug. Love them. 10 out of 10 she would have given us if awesome. they had had 10 stars. Well, that is awesome. So thank you so thank much you. for that and for re-upping your review of our show and adding more detail about what you love so we can keep on doing what you love. Yeah. So if you would take a minute, head on over to Apple podcasts and give us a rating and review. It helps us get discovered. And that's what it's all about. We want to grow the runcation nation so that when we do that eventual meetup and we Mm -hmm. do those eventual, you know, if in-person events, we have just an awesome time with a bunch of you out there that have a passion for running, for eating, and for drinking. Yes. So that's going to do it for an episode. For this episode in particular. For this particular episode, yes. And we thank you all so much for hanging in there and for listening to this supersized episode. With much less confetti than last episode yeah, or the still, last time we were. But we're still finding some. We're still finding some. So, yeah. We'll have it all done by the time we get back, maybe. <laughs> Tune in next week and see what happens with the confetti. Find out. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. In the meantime, thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe. Stay well. And we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.